0: One, two, yeah, yeah,
1: hey, hey, Waking up with today's best music, Energy 95.3. Waking up
2: every morning. Bing, 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 bing. When you wake up in the morning. Now, here's Tucker and Mora.
1: This has to be fake. This has to be fake. There's no girlfriend out there that is this controlling of her boyfriend. What? I'm going to go through a list of rules here mm-hmm. that a boyfriend apparently and his friends have to follow if he's going to be allowed to go to this bachelor party. I, <laughs> I kind of feel like these are just things that are being floated out there that people are making up because there can't be somebody on this planet that would be this controlling. Okay, so this is a post that's gone viral. It says, so, and it's actually a husband, not a boyfriend. So, Hubby has been invited to a bachelor party. I'm more than happy to let him go, but we are Christians, so I was thinking of writing a list of rules for all the men to follow. Let me know if I've missed something. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds fake, doesn't it? I already
0: don't like her tone because she's like, I'm more than willing to let him go. But, like, why does she have the right to say whether he gets to go or not?
1: Um... Number one, this one is hard to argue with. No illegal drugs.
0: Right. Okay. Well, it's, it is illegal, yeah.
1: Uh, no cigarettes. Hubby quit, so I don't want uh, the temptation to be there for him.
0: Well, you know what? Look around anywhere you go. People are smoking or vaping, so the temptation's going to be there.
1: No alcohol. Okay. Hubby doesn't <laughs> drink, and alcohol leads to bad choices. <laughs> No strippers, dancers, women at all.
0: No women at all. This a is lot not a of these party. A <laughs> lot of these
1: men are already married, she points out. Uh, no fast cars, taxis only. This is getting pretty strict. Um, all phones need to be tracked at all times.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's
1: probably, I mean, you've got some serious trust issues there. Yeah. If, you, if you need everybody who's at that party to have their phones tracked. I feel really sorry for this husband already. No swearing <laughs> is rule number seven. Man, she's uh, uptight. Number eight is everyone home by midnight. Okay. Uh, no hurting each other, including play wrestling is number nine. Is her husband eight? <laughs> uh, and uh, no gambling, number 10.
0: So what does she suggest they do? Go for a nice dinner somewhere at the, the no Olive No alcohol, garden?
1: no women. You can't do that. You're not allowed. Oh, yeah.
0: No women can be in the vicinity. Right.
1: It sounds like they just need to lock themselves up into a room with just themselves, mm-hmm. their phones on, and uh, have a nice, fun conversation. <laughs> no swearing in it
0: have one rule for for my husband yeah and it's like if you're at a party and you're not gonna come home which happens like sometimes he'll just crash at a friend's house or yeah something like that just send me a text because the odd time you know we get up early the odd time i've gotten up three forty five, he's still not home which isn't that late but just let me know so i don't think you're dead Where have you been? No, I'm not like that. I
1: was worried sick about (laughs) you. Don't you you. remember that
0: one morning we were doing our show? It was 6 a.m. I still hadn't heard from him. I'm like, oh, my God, is he okay?
1: He's been out swearing with his friends again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed? I've had a zit. For over a month, have now. I noticed? <laughs> it's like right around the mouth. Put so
1: that, put that zit up closer to the microphone so I can hear it. Let's see if I can hear anything. So you can okay. see if it has a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, <laughs> Tucker. What did you want to say? Oh, hello, uh, Morizet. <laughs> I just had a quick question for
2: you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what are you going to be doing this weekend? <laughs> looks like this is gonna be my last weekend of life if mora has her way and gets that facial so hopefully that won't happen and i'll be fine and see you monday morning
0: i've had just about enough of you you've been there for over a month now what do you want from me be quiet
2: host body if i wanted to talk to you I would address you, Mara.
0: I'm done with you. I'm done. I didn't No, I'm done
2: with you. Hey Tucker, any room on that lip of yours for me? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I could probably make a space for you. Okay. And then the two of us will live happily ever after.
3: <laughs>
2: Goodbye. Bye Zit. Goodbye, Tucker and Mundus. You be quiet, Mara. I'm not done punishing you. Uh,
3: Leave
0: me alone.
1: Old Town Road, that song is changing lives, Maura. Really? You want to know just how powerful music can be? This is a great example of it. You know, some people are calling it the song of the summer, Old Town Road. Yeah. You're going to be hearing it all through into the fall, probably. And uh, that's perfectly fine with one particular family. So a woman named Shaletta Brundage just posted a video of her son, Daniel, singing the song, Mm -hmm. which is fine. You know, a lot of people post videos of their kids singing. What's amazing is that Daniel doesn't normally speak. In the caption, it says, We had an Old Town Road miracle at my house. My son, Daniel, has autism and doesn't talk. And we caught him humming the tune the other day. What? Then, bless God, my baby started singing the song on his own. I'm making you cry. I knew I was going to make you cry. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm making myself cry here on this one.
3: Oh, my God.
1: This is Daniel doing his thing. I mean, right?
0: And this is a kid that never speaks normally?
1: Nonverbal, yeah.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, so the therapists have started using it in sessions now. And, wow. And uh, Lil Nas X, who's responsible for the song, saw the video clip and then uh, he reposted it and just wrote like, what a king. Aww. Nice, thing. Eh? That's amazing. Thanks for making me well up. Sorry. <laughs> It's so sweet. You want me to offset it with like a horrible story? No. No, thanks. (laughs) Did you hear about uh, so-and-so? Yeah. Arm fell right off.
0: (laughs) After listening to Old Town Road. They were
1: were listening to Old Town Road. They were fishing. Somebody cast their fishing rod and the hook went right in his eye. He can't see anything out of his left side of his face.
0: (laughs) And he's blaming it on Old Town Road. And it's Old Town Road's fault. (laughs) No, let's stick to the other story okay
1: the other story not true <laughs> Daniel's story true
0: Aww. would you ever mistake the emergency exit door on a plane for the bathroom door. I mean, one's a thin piece of cardboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the other's like involves some serious effort to open.
1: They usually have a little window on those <laughs> emergency doors too where you can see out into, you know, the area you don't want to be in if you're in a plane.
0: Right. Well, yeah. a woman aboard a flight out of the UK accidentally opened the emergency exit door on Friday night while hunting for the bathroom.
1: Please tell me it wasn't in the air. It wasn't like, in the okay, air. You can't open those doors, I don't think, while you're flying i think the cabin needs to be depressurized Oh, does it I th- i'm pretty sure oh, i
0: don't know <laughs> it was on the runway thank god yeah but still it caused the emergency slide to deploy oh. Because that happens automatically, right? And that's not just—I mean, deflating a dinghy is hard enough. That thing takes forever to put back onto the plane.
1: Well, and you probably have to—it's like an airbag. You got to recharge the mechanism that explodes it out in the first place.
0: Everyone had to be offloaded, including their luggage. People misconnecting flights, seven-hour delay. Uh, Deploying that slide costs an airline anywhere between six thousand U.S. to 30,000 US just oh, for one wow. deployment.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've had a slight problem. Uh, there was a woman in 17F who was looking for the bathroom, but she accidentally opened the emergency door. In fact, if you look closely right now, you can see her. She's urinating all over the left wing. <laughs> If someone could pass her some <laughs> toilet paper, uh, she'd very much appreciate it. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck on the ground here for another eight hours. Thank you for choosing our airline.
0: Oh, just uh, imagine. And uh, who doesn't stop her? Like, if I'm sitting in that yeah. emergency exit row, I'm like, uh, what, what are you trying to do? What? What's happening? Bathroom's that way.
1: We'd like to thank the person who did nothing, absolutely nothing, as the woman came up to the door and proceeded to open it. Did you not pay attention to the briefing at the beginning of the flight?
0: How do you make sure an illegal business shuts down for good? You get some concrete blocks and you put them in front of the doors. That's what Toronto has resorted to doing with the legal dispensaries. And I wonder if other cities are going to do the same. So here's what has happened. These people have received warnings Uh to close down. And they haven't. Until matters are settled in court, those concrete blocks will stay there, which isn't great for the landlord. It's not good for anybody involved in that situation. Anyone who's
1: inside still? (laughs) It's not
0: good for anyone indoors. (laughs) What's funny is... I am hearing that some illegal dispensaries that have these concrete blocks in front of them are still selling marijuana through the cracks. <laughs> I'm not
1: joking Uh, Is their weed so much better Than the legal weed you can buy at a bunch Of places now And
0: now it's even more incognito you know, Uh, Because you'd think they'd be close But there's a dude leaning against a concrete block You go up you talk to him And then they squeeze a package Through a crack
1: (laughs) Yeah we're uh, open for business
3: Oh huh, two
1: Sorry, I can't hear you.
3: You're oh huh, the two grand and
1: you said two grams of sativa? <laughs> mm.
0: Exactly. It's like, how much do people not want to buy from the government? I know, really. Like, come Just on. Just grow your own. Are we allowed now? You are allowed to have four plants legally. Grow it's your summer.
1: own. God. Yes. Need a jackhammer to get a gram of weed at this place. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> Anyways, if you're seeing concrete blocks Blocking the entrance to a business Now mm. you know what it is
1: Good Man, I can't wait to find out why people were tweeting That Walk Off The Earth should be walking off the court After they did the Canadian anthem
0: Do you remember when you said Oh, they're probably all going to be playing the same instrument? Well, they were all playing like a four-necked guitar
3: Oh, Canada Oh, Canada our home and native land.
0: True patriot. Okay.
1: Come I like this.
0: Now. No.
1: Yeah. What are, what are we camping
0: right now? Are we sitting <laughs> around a campfire?
1: <laughs> past the
0: marshmallows, Tucker.
1: It sounds like a Toyota Prius commercial. <laughs> oh, stop it. Get Hang that on. garbage out of here. <laughs> I want to listen. guys <laughs> On for Come on, me. Tucker. Come on. I like this. No. Listen God. to this part. I like
3: free. it. No.
1: Honestly, no. my favorite one so far of the whole series. Me. Better than that uh, country singer from Saskatchewan, better than the tenors. I'm going to say better than Alessia Cara. The
0: best part is they're panning around the the stands now, getting Raptors fans on camera.
1: Yeah, and do they all have a look on their face like, what the hell was that?
0: Well, they're trying to sing along, and and, and they can't sing along.
1: Of all of them, that's my favorite, U.S. or American.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: better than Metallica, wow. better than the Tanners even.
0: <laughs> well,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it, Mandy?
0: I could understand why Mora would feel that way, but I honestly agree with Tucker. This was so different. It was so upbeat. It's not just me. It's actually the majority of people did not like the what? performance at
1: your house when you're watching the game <laughs> the people have spoken more we have not heard one person text I'm or call right. that they agree with you
0: cnn did an article the next morning saying cnn's american saying that the battle uh, for the anthems is almost as as intense as the battle is yes. on the court yes and they did like walk off fierce performance well,
1: there you go. <laughs> so what are you talking about yeah they're American. Okay. they
0: don't know what they're talking about
1: what do you think debbie
0: Uh, I just wanted to say that was a horrible
4: rendition of O Canada. Thank you. It should be saying with pride, it's not a candy gram. It
0: felt like it's a candy not a gram. Candy grab. Yeah, why don't you bring in a couple of guys with the thing that goes and then they all start singing. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a text, Debbie. You're gonna love this one. This is from the 905. Uh-huh. It okay. says performances like that of the national anthem that make Americans think we are a bunch of lumberjacks wearing beaver tail pelts, living off fish and moonshine. Yes.
3: You know,
1: fish and moonshine, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It (laughs) sounds like a wonderful evening. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Debbie.
3: Have a great day, guys.
1: If you got hurt at work or if you were sick and you couldn't make it in, would you want your boss to cry about it? The GM of the Golden State Warriors was crying last night because his star player, Kevin Durant, got hurt. Um, uh, I don't believe there's anybody to blame. And um, if you have to,
4: you can blame me. I, ru- I run our basketball du- operations department. And uh, let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball. And the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. He's one of the... He's
1: one of the most misunderstood people. It's not fair. I'm lucky to know him. I hear that and it makes me laugh. Honestly, does that make me a cold person? Yes. I honestly hear that and I'm like, oh, here we go. No. Um. Oh, uh, you can blame me.
0: low is me. Why are you making fun of him so much? It's a uh, real moment. Uh, uh,
3: blame me. Ah!
0: The question is, yeah. is, is is that a career-ending injury? I don't think
1: so. I mean, he the guy who had his injury, he missed nine games. This guy's acting like he just had his arm severed off, like he slammed dunk and then his arm stayed on the net and the rest of his body came down.
3: <laughs>
0: well, maybe he was pressuring him to come back and play before he was ready, and now he carries a lot of guilt.
1: Let me ask you this, okay? Yeah. Was part of you excited when you saw Kevin Durant go down? Because I got to say, I know, I know what happened at Scotiabank Arena. The fans started kind of cheering, and then all the Raptors were like, "No, no, 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 yeah, calm yeah. down, everybody." I was at home, and I'm like, "Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, yes, yes," <laughs> no.
0: and then
1: and then they're like, "Ooh, we shouldn't be cheering that," and I'm like, "Still, yes."
0: No. come on, I uh, honestly, yeah. I feel like that is actually the moment that cost us the game because all of the rafters scolded the fans for cheering. and then everyone in the stands, so Canadian, felt guilty in that moment. And then there was like a disconnect between the team and the fans until we all got back together again in the third.
1: You know, who wasn't feeling guilty? You, Tucker, at home watching that game. <laughs> no. I was like, any chance we can win, I'm taking it. Because you know why he's played ten years in the NBA. He's worth almost two hundred million dollars. It's a not. Great player. He's going to be fine. He's a great player, and I didn't. I really didn't think this was a career-ending injury. I felt like he just came back a little soon and tweaked it. And I think he'll be back, no problem, at the beginning of next year. And what? Because he's a free agent or whatever at the end of this year. Well, he might make a few million less than thirty a year. Yeah,
0: people are going to wonder if that Achilles uh, ankle oh, yeah. is going to be a problem for oh, him next season
1: maybe we can afford him here in Toronto
0: <laughs> stop it
1: If we don't get Kawhi, maybe we can get Durant.
0: He's a great athlete, and it is fun to watch him play against the Raptors, and it's sad that he's not a part of it anymore. No, it's fun to
1: watch him play another team, not the Raptors. There's no fun in that for me. You are a terrible person, Tucker. I know. I am. I'm a little bit (laughs) terrible when it comes to this. And Kimberly, welcome to Basketball Move or Roller Coaster Groove. Hey! Hey! Mora is going to tell you about either a basketball move or a roller coaster groove. Basically, she's going to sell all these terms as roller coasters, and you have to decide if it's actually a roller coaster or a basketball. A basketball move. term, yeah. yeah. Let's do number one, Mora. What do you have for us? You need three out of five right to win. Okay, Kimberly.
0: Woo! Let's go for a ride on the Memphis attack coaster is out of Tennessee. You probably heard about it. Reaches speeds of 150 kilometers an hour within the first 15 seconds, and it features a lagoon that the coaster dives into. You will get wet on the Memphis attack!
1: The Memphis attack. Is that a basketball move or roller coaster groove?
2: Basketball move.
1: The Memphis attack. Mora is...
0: It's a basketball move. Good for you.
3: It was oh, wow. actually
0: uh, popular- popularized at the University of Memphis. Mm. It's, a, it's a dribble drive motion, if you didn't wow. know.
1: What oh. is next, Maura? Well, Kimberly,
0: let's get on board the ball reversal.
3: Whoa! Whoa! <laughs>
0: This one's fun. <laughs> this is a ride that was so aggressive with its side-to-side motion that it actually got its name Ball Reversal when the head engineer went for the first test drive and his left testicle actually switched spots with his right one.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, ball reversal. the Ball Reversal. Is that a basketball move or roller coaster groove?
0: Uh, top one, I'm going to take a guess and say basketball move. You would be wrong. That's a coaster. No, I'm
3: kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> that would be a great name for a roller coaster that nobody would want to ride. The, be too violent. Yes. <laughs> the ball reversal. The ball reversal. Hey, you know, the lefts could end up on the right, the rights could end up on the left, but you're gonna have a hell of a time, everybody. <laughs> That's really fun. Okay, Kimberly, Kimberly. you need this one? Yeah. You could win it all. Let's hear about our third potential roller coaster here, Mora.
3: Oh, ow!
0: It's the Boulder Dash. Out of Boulder, Colorado, this ride was ranked the number one wooden roller coaster in the world. That first drop is 115 feet long on an old school wooden coaster.
1: That doesn't sound safe. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) What do you think, Kimberly? If I'm not mistaken, I've actually heard this is the roller coaster. Kimberly is correct on this one. Oh,
1: Tucker. Kimberly!
0: <laughs> it actually is the number one wood, wooden roller coaster in
1: the world. Turns out that's all you needed. Yay! Congratulations, Kimberly. Thanks for playing.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: I think we should all get the professional athlete sports treatment no matter what our job is. I was watching um, All the preamble Before the game Last night Yeah And they have s- Such epic pieces They put together Showcasing The road To where they're at oh, now Oh yes. With like the most Dramatic music ever And I'm like I want that to be me <laughs>
0: I literally get Goosebumps watching oh, those
1: And they always have This epic soundtrack music Yes <laughs> The road started In October You know what I mean Yeah I want to be filmed and then shown in slow motion doing what I do.
0: Yeah, but it's not as physical, Tucker. I'll make
1: it physical. Okay, alright.
4: His day starts (laughs) at 3.30 (laughs) a.m.
0: Okay, you got me.
4: He only slept for three and a half hours. (laughs) How is he going to make it to the end? Maybe a little caffeine, (laughs) and some good old-fashioned hard work.
3: Yeah. He's
4: (laughs) Tucker. And on this day, it all comes down to one thing. Staying
3: awake. (laughs) Yes.
4: He will push buttons and talk into a microphone (laughs) like he's never done it before.
0: That music is
1: I mean, how great <laughs> it would that be? I
0: feel like everybody deserves one of these.
1: I'll do one for anyone who okay. wants one. I'll okay. do one for you right now. Do
0: one for me.
4: Mara Grierson. <laughs> She's not just a regular radio personality. <laughs> She's also a cafe owner. Yes. When she finishes her work on the radio, her day isn't done. That's right. She's got a little kid in daycare. Yeah and a husband who's known to have some pretty sticky rib hands.
3: It's <laughs> true!
4: When he eats ribs, <laughs> there's rib mess everywhere.
3: <laughs>
4: who's gonna pick that up? I am! Not Baby Harvest, no. it's gonna be Mora. Every time! And then at the end of the day, when she thinks it's all done, <laughs> no, she's gotta clean the cafe too. It's <laughs> true! She's on her hands and
0: knees. (laughs) Cleaning toilets!
4: Even the toilet's not off limits. (laughs) She's Maura Grierson. (laughs) And today, it all comes down to this. Oh man, somebody didn't flush. (laughs) All right.
3: Thank you.
0: The free willy bill just passed this week in Canada, making it illegal to have whales and dolphins in captivity. And this is amazing. But what's sad about it is there's actually not going to be that free willy moment that we all want, where the whales and dolphins that are in captivity will be set free.
1: Oh no, the free willy moment is when it jumps over the breakwater. I mean, that's what I want to see. And
0: I'm standing there singing a hit song, right? Isn't that how it works? Um, (laughs) Those those animals that are in captivity are actually exempt from the law, and I'm honestly not sure why. Maybe they've been in captivity for too long and they won't survive on the outside. I'm not sure. Marineland actually has five young beluga whales right now that could live up to 50 years.
1: I think we have one of those beluga whales with us right now.
0: Hello, Hi, beluga whale. Uh. Did you hear the news? What news? That whales and dolphins will no longer be able to be held in captivity in Canada anymore. Ha ha
3: ha ha!
0: That's great great. news. Isn't it
3: great? Yeah.
0: (laughs) But unfortunately, you're going to have to stay where you are because it doesn't include freeing animals that are already in captivity. Is that upsetting?
3: Yeah. Yeah?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Okay.
3: (laughs) what I need you to do. What? what do you need me to do? I need you to rent a truck. <laughs> Fill
2: up the back with water.
3: Okay.
2: And meet me over here at midnight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and bring a couple of strong men
0: <laughs> that can lift me up. How much do you weigh?
3: About you. Two thousand pounds. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay.
0: I'll try. See, will be waiting. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye, buddy. <laughs>
3: That's pretty good.
1: And welcome to a game called Rockify.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure, it's not
1: music we necessarily play here on Energy 95.3, but...
0: Everybody knows how to rock. Everybody okay. likes
1: to rock from time to time. Yeah! And everybody loves listening to more rocks. So, we're going to start with Carolina. Carolina, this is how the game's going to work, Okay. Okay. Yep. We are going to get Mora to sing a hit song that we play here on Energy 95.3 in a rock genre. <laughs> and you have to identify the name of the song. If you can identify the name of the song, we don't even need the artist. The yep. name of the song, you are going to win. And if you don't get it right, we're moving on to somebody else.
0: Okay. Okay, Carolina. Are, are you, you ready, ready Mora?
1: Mora, are you ready to rock? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Okay, this is the song, Rockify.
0: You like my hair? Gee, thanks, I just bought it, baby. Yeah, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it, yeah, I want it, I got it, I want it, I got it, I got it. yeah.
3: Oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want it.
1: Thank you, Maura. You're
4: welcome.
1: Carolina, tell us the name of that song.
3: I Got It, I Want It.
1: I Got It, I Want It Mm. is not the name of that song. Oh! I'm sorry about that, Carolina. All right, who do we have next, Bundes? Kelly. Kelly!
0: Seven Rings, Ariana Grande.
1: (laughs) She says Seven Rings, Ariana Grande. And
0: she would be correct! Yeah, Yeah. Yeah! You got
1: it! Rock, girlfriend. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear a little more Seven Rings rockified, Mara. Yeah. You like my hair, baby.
4: She thinks I want it. I see it. I want it. I like it. I got it. Yeah. I want it.
3: I got it. I want it. I got it. I like it. I get it. You know, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What is the most expensive thing you've either lost or broken? Just trying to make myself feel better for losing a $1,500 drone over the weekend. You idiot. Fell from the sky right at takeoff. It goes right in the water. (laughs) I've flown it, uh, I don't know, 80 times. Never had an issue. I
0: would have loved to have seen your face in that moment.
1: It was just a look of shock and awe. Yes. Casey, what's the most expensive thing you've lost?
2: I just had my second daughter, and I had taken, like, a bunch of pre-birth photos and her first few photos on my camera. Mm-hmm. Yes, I
0: love uh, those pictures. I did those, too, and they are so precious.
2: Yes. And,
1: Mora! Like, they are precious. Well, yeah, but wait till she finishes the story, <laughs> right, and now you're, like, gone. rubbing salt in the wound. But anyway, what, what happened?
2: My daughter was about three weeks old. We went into the store. She started crying. I rest the camera down on the shelf. And ran out of the
4: store, and all my photos were lost.
3: Oh Oh, no!
0: no. Well, you can always just have another baby.
1: (laughs) More (laughs) than worse.
4: (laughs) It was devastating, and then I had to go buy another camera.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Jason, uh, tell us uh, your story. What do you got for us? So my, uh, my wife and I got married about four years ago, just celebrating our anniversary. But right after our wedding, we headed to Costa Rica for our honeymoon. We thought we'd take a
4: shot at uh, stand-up paddle boarding. So I was falling off
1: kind of over and over. And uh, one time when I got up, as I went to go grab the board, my wedding ring flew off my finger and into the Pacific.
0: Oh, oh man. man Well it doesn't that forecast What the
1: rest of your marriage is going to be <laughs> like well,
0: it's,
3: it's an omen
1: Maura took some sort of edginess pill this morning And she's ripping on everybody Maura I, I agree But I think what it forecasted Was that it was going to be expensive Because I bought another ring once I got back
3: right? uh, zing.
4: <laughs>
1: Well served back my friend <laughs>
4: And my wife slowly
1: paddled away with a very upset pit look <laughs>
4: on her <his> face. <laughs> <laughs> she told you not to go a
0: half-size bigger.
1: She, she did. Hey, Crystal, what's your story?
4: My husband threw boat, well, he lost a, a $15,000 bank draft
1: for the deposit on our first home. He did? Yes, he did. Was but that... don't you get that back? Like, can you get the money? Yeah, I had to be bonded. Did you guys miss
0: out on the house? No, we didn't. We
1: didn't. (laughs) So really, nothing bad happened to you. It was just a temporary inconvenience. A
0: temporary, very
4: large,
1: very scary inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. worrying about not getting that money back would be pretty frightening. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for calling the show.
4: All right. Take care.
0: Thanks. What vegetable do you think is everyone's favorite vegetable in North America? You got people coming over for dinner tonight. What What veggie are you throwing on the barbecue?
1: Um. Well, on the barbecue, and I do do this from time to time, uh, what about a carrot? I feel like carrots are popular a vegetables. Carrots. Sometimes I'll slice a whole carrot in half and I'll grill it. Is it good? Yeah, tastes like what you'd imagine it to taste like.
0: See, carrots are my least favorite. They came in at number three, which I don't get. Okay. I mean, to me, if I'm going to like serve a vegetable that I know people are going to love, it's going
1: to be potatoes or it's going to be corn on the cob. Oh, I didn't know potatoes were an option. Of
0: course, it's a veg.
1: Okay, I'm going potato then, obviously.
0: Potato didn't even make the top three. In at number two was corn. Makes sense, delicious. Number one, broccoli.
1: You know what the best part of eating broccoli is? What? You get to feel like a giant. Oh, what do we have
4: here? (laughs) It looks like a small forest on my plate. (laughs) Fee-fi-fo-fum, <laughs> i am going to grab one of those trees and eat it. <laughs> I'm going to grab another, oh, <laughs> small village.
0: Uh, is that seriously what you think when you're eating broccoli?
4: They look like little trees, Mora.
0: Yeah, they do. They do look like little trees. Little trees,
1: my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a baby.
0: Why are Americans calling us classless? Because we cheered when Kevin Durant got injured in Game 5.
1: Are we still talking about this? Yes,
0: we're still talking about this. Draymond Green from the Warriors said, I've always witnessed Canadians to be the nicest people I've ever encountered, but that was classless.
1: Yeah, but they're taking it out of context, first of all, because there was a massive turnover, right, where everyone got excited. There was a
0: massive turnover, and if you put yourself in the fans' minds that were there, they all spent about eight Gs (laughs) to be in the audience, right? That was the average. Ticket price So their number one player on the Warriors Falls down And everyone cheers I had a couple of friends who were in the audience that day They said as soon as they realized It was a serious injury Everyone gave Kevin Durant A standing ovation And they were actually cheering KD As he left the building
1: The problem is Is the network's cut To commercial. To commercial, so they didn't get that side of things. But you know what? Even if people were excited that their best player went down, what is wrong with that? I mean, the guy, first of all, came back too early. Somebody had to know that. So it's their own fault. He was the 10th highest paid athlete in the world, making with endorsements over $65 million Uh last year.
0: So you're I'm saying not, we shouldn't feel sorry so for the We shouldn't guys?
1: feel guilty that we got excited for a moment. That their best player that all of a sudden was like knocking him down uh, is out. I and just, that it gives us a better chance to win. It was a sportsmanship thing. Oh, come and on. And I think
0: we did once we realized that it was serious. Because listen, the game was so exciting when we he was in We don't even
1: know if it's serious. We just know he tweaked it again. And we, we haven't been told anything.
0: But once we knew he was out... I'm saying that the reception in the Scotiabank arena was positive for him. Sure it was. And, you know, unfortunately, that wasn't shown on camera. Steph Curry said, I hope this ugliness doesn't show up again.
1: Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you something. You want to know how unsportsmanlike I can be at times?
0: How in sports, like? if it
1: was a Leafs Bruins game and Nazem Kadri took out his stick and took Brad Marshall's head clean right off, <laughs> I would be cheering. I'd be like, Yeah, take that, Marshall. Yeah, but then look at he's still got that dumb grin on his face <laughs> as his head rolls down the ice. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, then Kadri would go to prison. I don't care, I don't really like Kadri. <laughs> So, it's fine. Free up some more money to pay Marner. All right. What he's worth. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Take his from. head off! <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Just Marshawn, though. Just him.
0: <laughs> the most unsportsmanlike guy Maybe Char's ankle. <laughs> Guy's
1: too good. We are doing a special super fan edition of Big Fat Liar this morning as we each share a story of how we proved ourselves to be a super fan of something <laughs> at one point in our life. Yeah. Two of us are going to be telling the truth. One of us is the big, fat liar. Your job is to identify the liar. Let's start with Maura. What do you got for us, Maura?
0: Okay, so Kurt Browning. You know I grew up a figure skater, right? Kurt Browning was in a big figure skating competition in Guelph, my hometown. It was a huge deal that he was even coming because he got a buy straight to the nationals, but he wanted to come to sectionals just to practice a new routine. And the competition was actually happening at the rink that I was training at. The next morning at 6 a.m., as soon as I stepped on the ice, I got down and I laid on top of the surface and kissed the ice because I wanted to press my lips upon the same surface <laughs> that Kurt Browning had <laughs> skated upon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, our producer, Chris Bundis, what do you got about, you know, super fan stories? Christy, so I'm a big golf fan. Tiger Woods got me into the game. So in 2007, I went to see Woods play at
4: uh, the President's Tournament at the Royal Montreal Golf Club, and I think it was the 12th hole, if I remember correctly. After one of his shots, he kicked up a divot. So I ran onto the course, I grabbed the divot, and I carried it around with me all day, uh, <laughs> brought it back to Toronto, and I planted
1: it in my parents' backyard. And every spring, whenever I go back home, I have a little ceremonial like water sprinkling that I still do. And the grass took, and it grew and there? The grass took, it's still there to this day. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> all right.
3: Carrying
0: around a pocket full of dirt. Yes. Yes.
1: I feel like my story is going to pale in comparison to Mora making out with a sheet of ice <laughs> and Button is transporting divots across... Provincial borders. <laughs> but here's my story, Christine uh, I grew up in Montreal, and as a kid, I was a giant Montreal Canadiens fan. So when they were playing in the Stanley Cup in 1993, and it looked like they were going to win, a bunch of friends and I went to downtown Montreal because we wanted to be a part of the celebration. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually snuck in after they won the Stanley Cup at the Montreal Forum. We snuck into the building, and we made it right down to ice level after they had finished celebrating the big victory. So the players had left the ice, but all the stuff was all over it, and fans were still sort of hanging around, and we got right in there. Even though we didn't have a ticket for the game. Wow. Okay, there you go. You got three stories of us being super fans. Two of them are true. One of us is a big fat liar this morning.
2: I'm going to say Tucker.
1: You would be wrong on that one, I'm afraid. That really happened. We really snuck into the Montreal Forum. So now we move on to on our list of people. We got Sandy here. Hey, Sandy. Hello. You're down to Mora and Bundus as the big fat liars. Did Mora kiss the ice that Kurt Browning skated on? (laughs) Or did Bundus bring home a piece of grass from the president's cuff in Montreal? What do you think?
3: I think Bundus, the big fat
1: liar. You're wow. going Bundus. That never
0: happened. That never happened. I'm surprised that everyone thinks that I kissed the ice, though. Well,
1: because it's true.
0: Yeah, it is true. You, but... You're
1: surprised people would believe that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Don't forget, this weekend, it's Father's Day on Sunday. Budweiser is receiving rounds of applause for a a brand new commercial campaign they started. And it's basically celebrating not just Father's Day, but the stepfathers who have risen to the occasion in families. Mark is my technically stepdad but really my dad.
2: This is my wonderful stepdad Randy. Mm -hmm. It feels like he's been around forever. This is my lovely stepdad of 28 years now. I should say just dad at this point.
1: I didn't really have like a close relationship with my like actual dad so when I met Mark I was like oh this is like what a dad is.
2: When I met Paul 28 years ago I was a fiery little uh, brat.
5: You said it. I mean <laughs> as a stepfather, you know you have boundaries and you know the relationship like, it develops over time. And I just took things, you know, day by day and you know we grew as a family.
1: Oh. Is a beer
0: commercial really making me cry right now? I literally have tears coming down my face.
1: Oh, it's so easy to make you cry now. I love it. And then they uh, they have a segment where stepkids are asking their stepdads to legally adopt them, mora. No, Mara. don't. Don't play it. <laughs> Take this, Mora It's one of those things I don't think you ask for, right? Like, you're not like, you know, one day I'm going to be a stepfather. <laughs> I wanted to actually ask you to, like, legally adopt me because... I've been using your last name anyways. If you could just, like, actually, like, legally adopt me, I think it would be like kind of just like a beautiful ceremonial thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, just, I think it would be. So how do you envision your wedding?
2: I want you to be the one to walk me down the aisle. But more than that, um, I was wondering if you'd adopt me and become my dad for real.
1: Now let's everybody grab a Budweiser chug. <laughs>
0: you know i lost my father tucker i know and that's why those things hit me so hard hug your dad hug your dad this week well i
1: could tell you my story of my stepfather and then you'll feel a little less sentimental oh yeah (laughs) yeah my stepdad used to threaten to hit us with a yardstick which was a piece of wood if we misbehaved
0: okay well thanks that totally dried my tears
1: I remember this one time I left my bike on the driveway. I wasn't supposed to. So he grabbed me by the earlobe and dragged me to the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't laugh. It's going to make me cry now. (laughs) Then he cheated on my mom. Okay, you need a Budweiser. (laughs) Somebody
3: get me a Bud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many hockey players do you think made the list of the 100 highest paid athletes? Not one single NHL player cracked the top 100, and there are cricket players on this list.
0: Oh wow! Well, people who play cricket
1: are getting paid more than <laughs> NHL hockey players. Isn't that crazy? Cricket's
0: a big deal in parts yeah. of the world. I I had heard before that baseball players, yeah. and basketball players make the most money out of any sport. Well,
1: Is you're right about one of them. Baseball? No.
0: Basketball.
1: Basketball. Okay, now keep in mind, this has a lot to do with endorsements in some cases. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just straight-ahead salary. Right. But when you're looking at straight-ahead salary, the top three positions are all soccer players.
0: Soccer.
1: Soccer is huge. The top-earning soccer player, uh, Messi... $127 $127 million oh. is what he brought in what? to play soccer. That's yeah. insane. Ronaldo, second highest paid athlete, $109 million in a year, Wow, including his endorsements. You know,
0: soccer, I just can't get behind that I sport. I can't. I, I too try. Much, too much running around.
1: Organized running. It's
0: organized running. <laughs> they need to make that field like a quarter of the size, and then it's interesting. I mean, some people love it. I know, they love it. Most
1: of the world loves it, obviously. That's why they're the highest paid athletes. Number four is boxing. Okay. Alvarez, $94 million. I
0: can see that, sure. Boxing, okay. that's, that's a beautiful sport.
1: Basketball, football, and uh, baseball still not cracking the top five. Federer at yes. number five.
0: Yes, well, they get sponsorships like Their fancy, endorsements are yeah. crazy. Fancy sponsorships, yeah. Yeah,
1: so $93 million he made in a year. Uh, then there's a couple of quarterbacks from the NFL at six and seven. And then of the uh, top ten... Two of them were actually playing in Toronto on Monday night.
0: Okay, so Kevin Durant.
1: Kevin Durant and, and Steph, Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. So LeBron James is the highest paid uh, basketball player when uh-huh. you factor in endorsements. And for him, endorsements, $53 million of his $89 million he made in a year came from endorsements. Wow. Then Steph Curry, then Kevin Durant.
0: Well, they all come out with their own lines of shoes, right? Like my uh, husband has the Kevin Durant shoes. It's it's a little bit different because they wear shoes that you could wear on the street. Whereas like if a baseball player comes out with a shoe, you're not going to wear cleats (laughs) going to the bar, right?
1: True. A Little different.
0: True. No figure skaters on that
1: list. <laughs> no figure skaters. I don't think so. No, no figure skaters made the <laughs> oh, list. that's too Sorry, bad. Sorry, Mara. Not one NHL player. So
0: where they don't hit the, they don't even crack the the top one hundred.
1: Not even one of them. Really makes you feel sad for them, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, w- I feel like we could afford to hire one around here.
1: <laughs> hey, Mitch, uh, ready for another drink over here? Can you go make a fresh pot of coffee? Yeah, Mitch! Grab everybody Matthews and uh, see if you can just maybe do a little yeah. breakfast run, too.
0: Yes. <laughs> Why not? If there's such a bargain. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Is there any event you would wait in the rain for more than 24 hours to be a part of? I just, I keep seeing these uh, clips on the news of these people who are out at Jurassic Park with tarps over them, with ponchos, and they're just getting in line. They're just in line, (laughs) you know, and it's obviously first come, first serve, but I feel like these people are there more to get on TV than they are to be at the event, because there's only 20 people there. That first section of Jurassic Park holds a lot more than that.
0: Right. Like, is
1: it really necessary to get in line two days before the event?
0: Wow, they want to be right up at the front, Tucker.
1: And I think they want to be right up in front of the TV cameras.
0: I don't know. I just think that these are your rafters, super fans. And I give my utmost respect to everybody who's already out there. And I, I mean, I love Jurassic Park, and I love watching the footage from there, but I just can't wait in the line. I, I think it was like back in the day when I used to wait in the line at a club with no coat on in the winter because I didn't <laughs> want to pay the $2 <laughs> coat check, you know, yeah. and now I've just, I can't do it anymore. I refuse to wait in the line. If there's a lineup, I'll go somewhere else.
1: Bundys, you're a sports fan. Would you ever see yourself waiting in line for 24 hours? There's nothing in this world that I would wait in the line for. This morning I woke up. I was exhausted. I wanted a coffee badly. I looked at the Tim Hortons drive through. There was three cars in that line. I said, forget it. <laughs> I'm out. Three cars. I'm not waiting in line.
0: You know how fast they go through those three cars at Tim Hortons? It's too much. They're pretty fast. It's too much. Would you wait in line for anything? Oh,
1: my God. It would have to be epic. Maybe if there was a kissing booth and Margot Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> was there so you. and was making out with people for a tuning, you know, to raise money for with, charity. With Marco Robbie. <laughs> what is this, 1935? <laughs> step right up. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up and give yourself a chance to kiss the one and only Marguerite. <laughs> she has prepared all day wearing her fanciest lipsticks. And wearing her beautiful frock. Don't mind my zit. There's no zit there. It's a figment of your imagination. Step right up and give her a kiss and help raise some much-needed fun for the grad committee.
0: (laughs) The grad committee, yes.
1: People did that back in the day. And you know,
0: somebody would take it too far and try to make it into a French kiss.
5: There will be
1: no French kissing today (laughs) at the kissing booth, please.
0: Find the rules. Closed mouth kisses only. Open mouth
1: is allowed with no tongue. Wait a
0: second.
1: I was speaking with a woman who doesn't care about the Raptors. She's on the phone right now. She doesn't want to use her name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame her. Okay, uh, so explain what's going on exactly.
4: I'm just thrilled that the Raptors have won. I think they deserved it, but I am a little tired hearing about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: You've had, had just I about, about enough. I'm going
0: to flag for them at the parade.
4: But I think we need to move on.
1: Uh, mm. I, I just don't think
0: we can. It's been so long.
1: But we should have wrapped it up at midnight last night.
4: We do
0: that. Can we turn the clocks back, maybe? Uh, I think people are going to be celebrating all weekend, unfortunately, for you.
4: Absolutely. But you know, I'll tell you what I did enjoy. I did enjoy you guys talking about the anthem every day.
1: Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the anthems right now?
4: Yeah. Okay, let's
1: get into it. This is Sarah McLaughlin.
4: She's got a, uh, and
0: she's such a unique sound. She's got a little yodel.
1: <laughs> I can see why you'd say that. She likes the voice crack.
0: you don't. There's a
3: hint of a yodel.
1: You'd never know you did like it (laughs) (laughs) during that impression. (sighs) And then there was Pat Monaghan who you know from the band Train during the Star Spangled Banner. Whose broad stripes and bright stars He was okay. I would say he was
0: okay. He brought it at the end. Yeah. But the consensus in my living room last night is that he had way too much dippity-doo in his hair. (laughs)
1: Did you notice that? I did, I did. Way too much.
0: (laughs) And a little, a little (laughs) yelly. Yelly.
1: (laughs) All right. A little yelly. But of course, the most important part of the game was that the Raptors won. It is a Raptors spelling bee. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada.
4: We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. This is our time.
3: No turning
2: back. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We the North. We the North,
0: baby.
1: Okay. Okay. Carolina out on the streets of Toronto earlier this morning speaking with some people who were out celebrating the big win and uh, all you have to do is listen to a little piece of our conversation and then I get them to spell a player's name on the Toronto Raptors and you have to decide whether or not they are going to get it right and we start right now. You need two out of three right to win. Having a good night
4: tonight. Unbelievable night, man. Raps win, all I can wish for. How long have you been a fan? Probably about five years ago. I still remember Kyle Lowry. Absolute heartbreaker against the Brooklyn Nets. Goes up, no foul call, and they come back stronger
1: every year since. Can you spell Pascal Siakam? I think
4: I can. Okay.
0: Die-hard fan Carolina. Been watching the Raptors for five years. Doesn't sound too drunk either.
4: <laughs> what
3: do you
4: think? I think he can spell it.
1: Could you spell Pascal Siakam?
4: I think I can. P-A-S-C-A-L space S-I-A-K-A-M. There we go. Let's go, guys. <laughs> you, you
1: got it. it. Yeah. Beauty. Nice work. Okay, next up. What's your name?
2: Anshika. Where are you from? India.
1: Awesome. How long have you been in Toronto?
2: Uh, about two years.
1: How about those Raptors tonight?
2: It was amazing!
1: <laughs> are you a big fan?
2: I just turned into a big fan.
1: Can you spell Serge Ibaka?
0: Uh, spell Ibaka? Okay.
1: What do you think?
3: <laughs> no, I don't think...
1: Can you spell Serge Ibaka? Uh,
4: spell uh, Ibaka?
0: I B A K A.
1: Serge. Oh, yeah. Have a good night.
3: You too.
1: She actually spelled Ibaka correctly, okay. so I'm going to say you're wrong on that oh. one. Yeah,
0: surge would be the easier
1: part of that one, right? Now you need this one for the win. What's your name? DJ. Big Raptors fan. I see you're wearing a jersey and all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I spoke to my boss earlier this evening and said if they win, I will not be attending work tomorrow. (laughs) Spell Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Kawhi Leonard.
0: Carolina, you need this one to win.
1: Okay.
3: I'm going to go with
1: no (laughs) This is what happened Spell Kawhi Leonard Uh, K-A-W-H-I-L-E-A-N-A-R-D Kawhi Leonard Ding Yeah Let's go He was wrong You were right He was confident (laughs) L-E-O-N-A-R-D He had two A's in the last name Which means you are a winner this morning Carolina Raptors win, Carolina wins. What more do we need? (laughs) I think one of the greatest things to come out of the Raptors playoff run is the elevation of Raptors superfan Nav Badia. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a guy who came to Canada. He was a mechanical engineer in his home country. Couldn't get work here in his trade, and so he didn't want to wait for government assistance. He just he decided to become a car salesman. Okay, and he was so good at it and sold so many cars that eventually he ended up taking over the dealership. Now he's got two dealerships. Amazing. He's doing great. It's like the Canadian dream, right? You come here and you start over, and this is what uh, Nav had to say after the win yesterday.
5: The first person to congratulate and hug me was. Coach Steve Kerr, he came and he said, Super fan, you deserve this. I don't mind losing because you are getting your dream come true. I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling on the top of the world. I'm feeling blessed. (laughs) And I say that it's not Toronto Raptors against Golden State. It was Canada Raptors versus Golden State. And that's amazing feeling, top of the world.
1: You know, it's very easy to just be like, "Hey, who's the guy who's at every single game courtside?" <laughs> yes. And he has, he's been at every home game for twenty-four years. He hasn't missed one single home game.
0: Have you seen the commercial right now? I mean, I my husband showed it to me last night. I haven't seen it on TV, and I don't know why they're not playing it every thirty seconds. But it's—I uh, guess it's for Tim Hortons, and it's just listen to this.
5: For twenty-four years, I have been to every single Raptors home game. I've seen it all. Mostly, from courtside seat A-12. And for the first time, Raptors are in the finals. And the whole world is looking at this seat. Some see Indian. Some see Canadian. Some see both. Some see a turban. I hope they see diversity and loyalty. I hope people see why Canada is so special. I don't know if Raptors are going to win championship finals or not, but I do know one thing, courtside seat A12 will never be empty. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Up.
3: Oh, my God. It's pretty God.
1: sweet. And I'll tell you something when you look at the fans of the Toronto Raptors, I was at Jurassic Park last night in downtown Toronto. It is the most diverse crowd of all our professional sports we have playing here You're in the absolutely city.
0: Absolutely right. You see
1: everybody, you know, together, and mm-hmm. it, uh, it really is pretty cool. It
0: is the most beautiful thing ever.
1: Tucker and Mora in the morning on today's best music. Energy, energy. Wake up! Energy 95.3.